This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, September 20th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Trade aid, partisan politics, fuel feud. FDA pushed on hemp. China checks out U.S. pork and EPA chief weighs in on SREs. Partisan rancor invades House Ag. A bill needed to keep the government running and farmers' trade aid payments flowing this fall is headed to the Senate, but not before sparking a highly unusual and bitter partisan feud in the House Ag Committee. The blow-up among top committee members illustrates the important role of rural votes in next year's elections. In brief, here's what happened. At a hearing yesterday, ranking Republican Mike Conway blasted Democrats for considering denying a White House request to replenish the account USDA is using to make the trade aid payments. Committee Democrats, led by Chairman Colin Peterson, were having none of that. And later, Subcommittee Chair Philemon Vila of Texas fired off a tweet referring to an unnamed lawmaker as a, quote, racist Christian pretender. Vila confirmed to AgriPulse Ben Newell that he was referring to Conway. Vila said, quote, he hasn't talked to me yet, but I can't wait till he tries to. This level of vitriol in the House Ag is virtually unheard of. What matters? Well, Democrats are hoping the ongoing trade war will put some daylight between President Donald Trump and his rural base. But the idea that the party leadership would consider delaying the MFP payments didn't help. Republicans weren't about to let go of the issue even after Democratic leaders relented. They do agree on this. Hemp is tough to ensure. Despite the partisan rancor over trade aid, Peterson and Conway are both raising concerns about providing crop insurance for hemp. I don't see how in the world you are going to be able to come up with a product for hemp, Peterson told Bill Northey, USDA's undersecretary in charge of farm programs during subcommittee hearing yesterday. The 2018 Farm Bill legalized hemp production and made it eligible for crop insurance. So far, the USDA has only made hemp eligible for being covered under whole farm revenue policies starting in 2020. Conaway shared Peterson's concerns. As I understand it, if a hemp plant is stressed through drought or lack of water, THC levels skyrocket, Conaway said, referring to the psychoactive compound in cannabis. So we're going to be insuring an illegal product. By the way, 25 House members have sent a bipartisan letter to FDA urging the agency to move quickly to provide a legal pathway to use CBD in food products and dietary supplements. FDA's current regulatory posture on CBD has created significant regulatory and legal uncertainty for participants in this quickly evolving industry, says the letter. It was spearheaded by Representative Shelley Pingree of Maine and James Comer of Kentucky. Chinese officials get taste of U.S. pork opportunities. Following trade talks this week in Washington, China's Vice Premier of Agriculture and Rural Affairs, Han Jun, will be leading a delegation to visit pork genetics and processing operations in Montana and Nebraska, that according to government and industry sources. They'll also visit with a leading soybean breeder. The Chinese government is in a position to bring a lot of new business to U.S. pork producers, and they will get a first-hand look at the potential for breeding and feeding higher-quality pork. The country has been forced to eradicate between 30 and 50 percent of its swine because of African swine fever, and consumer pork prices have risen as much as 50 percent. EPA chief 
exemptions don't cut ethanol demand. Even as the White House is trying to work out a deal with the biofuel industry on refinery usage exemptions, EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler is telling lawmakers the waivers don't affect ethanol consumption. In his first appearance before the House Science, Space, and Technology Committee, Wheeler denied that the small refinery exemptions are causing demand destruction for ethanol. We've seen an uptick in ethanol over the past two years, Wheeler said. So far this year, the industry has produced more ethanol than it did at this point last year. We do not see any demand destruction. Well, what about the biofuel deal? Well, after the hearing, Wheeler said he did not know when the White House would be announcing a proposal to fix the long-running dispute over the issuance of small refinery waivers. A group of all state senators discussed the issue directly with President Trump on yesterday afternoon. Afterwards, Senator Bill Cassidy of Louisiana tweeted that Trump is, quote, very engaged on the issue and feels as if we can work towards a solution which protects jobs. That doesn't make it sound like a deal is imminent. Dairy sign-up extended. Dairy producers will have another week to sign up for the Dairy Margin Coverage Program. Today was supposed to be the deadline for enrollment, which started in June, but USDA now has extended that deadline to next Friday. As of last week, 20,647 farms had enrolled in DMC, about 55% of the licensed dairy operations nationwide. Farm Bill programs get funding in Senate Bill. A fiscal 2020 spending bill headed to the Senate floor would provide money for several small programs on the 2018 Farm Bill that didn't have dedicated funding. Among those programs is the new Dairy Business Innovation Initiative aimed at boosting regional production and diversifying markets. The bill also would extend the long-running fight over biotech salmon. The bill would require a study of the impact on salmon consumers of USDA's new bioengineered labeling rules before the fish can be marketed. U.S. signs tomato deal with Mexican producers. The Commerce Department has finalized a deal that would allow the Mexican tomato growers to continue exporting to the U.S. without tariffs, while also imposing restrictions aimed at preventing the fruit from coming in at below market prices. Had a deal not been reached, the U.S. was preparing to hit the Mexican fruit with a 25% tax, potentially impacting U.S. consumers' uh, access to tomatoes. But the danger has passed now that the U.S.-Mexico suspension agreement will go back into place, but with new protections for U.S. growers. The Florida Tomato Exchange, the group that first petitioned Commerce to reopen investigations into underpriced tomatoes, said it's now satisfied with the deal so long as Mexican producers live up to it. Here's today's He Said It. That's akin to Texans thanking Santa Ana for making Texas a republic. That Representative Mike Conaway of Texas criticizing House Act Democrats for praising their party's leadership for agreeing to renew USDA's CCC borrowing authority. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, September 20th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley. 